What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Joe Garcia. Joining us back once again, we got Justin Ruderman out. He was out last week being sick, but he's back. Uh, Justin, a crazy, exciting weekend. I mean, well, happy happy Labor Day weekend to everybody who enjoyed. We got to enjoy the, either the game yesterday, spending time with our family, and in is out of town. But you and I, we got we to enjoy Messi coming into town. We got to see him from the pregame warmups and everything, even from like all the fans from out being outside, all the Messi jerseys, all the Argentino jerseys, all the Barcelona jerseys. Talk about like the atmosphere outside leading up to the stadium and everything um, that, that you saw. Yeah, before the game I mean, I got there hours before the game as you did, and we both saw a packed Christmas tree lane, right? As packed as you're ever going to see it. Um, and it was hours and hours before the game. And that atmosphere obviously carried into the game. I think it was, you know, the first time probably that LAFC was just overwhelmed by the opposing fans. And they weren't necessarily Miami fans, obviously, but they were Messi fans. And three sides of that stadium were very, very pink uh, last night. So it was, uh, it, it got very loud every time Messi touched the ball, obviously, right? I mean, that that is when it got the loudest, more than uh, if, if you know Fadia scored a goal uh it's Messi touching the ball in the middle of the park that gets everybody excited which is you know what that night was about really um and I think Chiellini summed it up at the end of the night very well just saying that it's it, you know it's a big moment for MLS even if uh LAC didn't get the result that they wanted it's a big moment uh BMO stadium attendance record uh you know big stage in LA with all of these celebrities that we know were there and all of these type of things just to come and watch Messi because he continues to do this every single game. And even though you might not even look at this game and say, well, it's not one of those messy games, right? Well, he got two assists and was probably the best man on the pitch. Yeah, no. And just to go back a little bit, even before like you walked to the stadium, I got the hours early and it was just packed. I, I got to see the messy jerseys being sold. Um, I think just leading up to the stadium, and you got to see how big the moment was. Um, and, he, and even just walking around, like you said, the, the Christmas tree lane, the pregame festivities and all that. And I think one thing that MLS has never done or uh, they've done at BMO Stadium is they had the the entrance, like the main entrance to the fans kind of gated off with, with kind of like a black fence. And they, they, they didn't even have that for the MLS final. And they did it for Messi, just a regular season game. And that kind of tell you the, the the kind of could tell you the statue of the game and, and what it meant and everything. And obviously, being a holiday weekend, you expect a lot a lot of fans. And I got, I got to talk with some fans and interview a few of them. And one guy spent I think twelve hundred dollars on a ticket, which was which was just insane to hear um, on a ticket. But he said, you know, it's like to see Messi, he he, he would do it over it again. So. Well, which was just cool, which is, is, a, is a crazy thing to to hear and to see because it's just like a regular season game, but it just goes to show even more. I think that that puts Messi's um, magnitude even bigger, right? Because people are willing to spend no matter what just to see him play and all these different things. And I think seeing that and then as soon as we, we saw Messi and warm-ups and everything and when he first took, took the pitch at BMO Stadium, I think it was kind of like a – a special moment just to see how everybody was reacting and seeing the pink and blue jerseys all over yeah, BMO no, Stadium. I, I think it's a great point because 
you know, a lot of people did want to sell their tickets. I thought a lot of people thought about it and didn't do it. But it is it's one of those experiences that it almost doesn't really matter the money, you know, and it's, you know, we, obviously anybody to, who's saying that is privileged to a point. But it's 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 saying that, like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. Right. And the way that I really phrased it to people, I was talking to people before the game. that Some people said, well, the only way I would have sold is if I got, you know, two thirds of my season ticket price back or the full season ticket price back um, just for this game. And that's the threshold that people were, were putting this at to sell their tickets, because, you know, the way that I described it is. How much would you pay right now to go watch a game Michael Jordan play basketball, right? I mean, how much would you pay? Because that is what it is with Messi because there's only a few years left of this and it is a once in a lifetime experience of watching the greatest to ever do it right in front of your own eyes. And to me, that is that is almost priceless. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> especially if, if you're just a fan of the sport and who he is, right? Arguably the greatest player ever. And just to be able to see that and just the magnitude, the magnitude and I think you and I were talking about um, – I, I, I don't know if you asked me, they're like, I, or someone in the press box had asked me, they're like, did you ever think you would see Messi play? And I was like, honestly, no. I, I was like, maybe maybe if he was like in, I don't know, like a farther Argentinian national team or 
maybe when it was back back on Barcelona or something like that. Like I was like, yeah, maybe back then. But I was like, and when he was at PSG, I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I would ever thought. But like once, once he signed with, with with Inter Miami, I was like, okay, I'm definitely gonna be able to see him play, right? So it's like, it's it's crazy how this kind of like just has evolved and everything, and you know, just a special moment. But even you, you're even seeing it from the LAFC players this morning, the day after the game, Killini posting about it and all these different things and the, the respect, even John McCarthy getting his jersey and all these different things. It's, it's kind of a unique experience to see players compete with them, but then also right after the game, they want a picture. Well, I don't know if I saw anybody take a picture, but they want a photo. They, they you know, Killini took a photo with his kids and all these things like that. Like it just, it just, when you see athletes be fan of other athletes, like right after a game, it just shows you the, the magnitude yeah. of Messi. And that's, you know, whatever, I mean, that has been the criticism of teams to a point where they're just starstruck almost a little bit when they're on the pitch. And I think, you know, maybe we did see that a couple times in the first few games, but uh, they, it, it, that has worn off to me. And I think, uh, you know, they said it before the game that, uh, you know, before and after the game, you could admire him. You can think about how big the uh, the moment is, but on the pitch, they're all professional footballers, and they gotta they gotta stick it in. And I think, uh, you know, we saw that John McCarthy came up with a massive save on on uh, Messi one v one, and probably is why Messi was uh, willing to give him a shirt after, right? Because he said, "Well, you you denied me. You came up with a big save. You you earned it." Yeah. No. Yeah. That that, that was uh, cool to see. All right, let's talk about this game. Because man, LASC had plenty, plenty of opportunities to score. They had they had so many counterattacks, but they just couldn't score. They couldn't they couldn't get anything uh, offensively in in that final third, even though they were breaking the lines. Um, well, offensively, what did you see in that first half? Because I think there was there was a couple moments that LAFC could have definitely got scored on. Got got their got the first goal or potentially have a big Certainly. lead in that first I mean, half. LFC came out of the gates, I mean, with all types of energy, right? And I think that's what LFC fans wanted to see off of the break where Miami have, you know, a few days rest versus a full week for LFC uh, and an eagerness to go and break the uh, the bad performance from Charlotte, right? And that's what we saw. But then the, the ball just went hit the back of the net. Mainly it was Denny Bawanga, right? He uh, missed a couple 1v1s. Uh, in the first 25 minutes or so and even worse than that he made the terrible decision of course not to pass to Carlos Vela on his right side um, which everybody is of course comparing to when Messi was there and he passed to Campana uh, which was basically the same exact position and Campana took it on his left foot and buried it just the way that Vela likely would have right so it, it was those final third um, things and then I think that you know in that's in the first half hour um LFC were were getting through because I think the game was a little bit more open, but the first goal helped Miami to slow things down, uh, play a little bit more compact, mm -hmm. I think, from the 30th minute on, especially in the second half, uh, and made things more difficult for uh, LFC. But, you know, they also created more on the offensive end, and they uh, had some beautiful runs of play. That second goal specifically, uh, you know, the combination between the Barcelona trio was just a gorgeous goal. Um, with Busquets uh, and Alba specifically showing their football IQ on the play, um, even more than Messi really, but Messi connected the two, uh, and it was just it was just uh, really really incredible in that respect. Yeah, well, I kind of want to go back a little bit. I think um, seeing 
the poor job that Danny Boanga did last night. Um, I, I I was just surprised how off he was in, uh, from his game and. Just to go back in that play, you have this one. I think it's three ver- or three two versus two, yeah. one, or you know, and you have Carlos Vela in the, uh, three versus two, and you have the opportunity to to get uh, on the counterattack. And I think I was very shocked to see Wanga, just like everybody, not pass the ball and be that self, be selfish and want to take take that shot and want to play, want to be the hero. And I think recently we've seen from Danny Wanga, he's trying to do too much, and I don't know for whatever reason why he's trying to do too much. And not playing in the ball, and I think that you. I never. I don't think I've ever seen Carlos Vela that upset right away at, at someone at a player and just curse and all these different things. Right? I think we all, we've all seen the video, and I rightfully so. Carlos Vela has every way to feel that way, but I think also Denny Buanga has to understand that this is not necessarily his team yet. Right? This is still Carlos Vela's team, and you still gotta. You still, in a way, have to respect that. And I don't think. I don't think him doing that, like him being that selfish and wanted to be the star and wanted to do all that. I don't know what, what what's going on with LAFC or if there's just a, a Denny Buanga, but I, I've, I've started to see like something like a, like something is not clicking with them, you know, and I don't know. I don't know what it is and I don't know what's going on. But I but I think seeing that frustration from Carlos Vela, I, I would have to assume there's been a lot of stuff going on whether they're not gelling in practice or whatever, but because if you're flowing, that that is an easy pass. That is an easy pass. And I think for whatever reason, Denny Buanga is, is, trying, is trying to do too much, is trying to be the man, and it doesn't understand that Carlos Vela has been putting – the reason why Denny Buanga has been Denny Buanga with LAFC is because Carlos Vela has, been, has helped him get there, those goal opportunities. He's assisted him in all these different things. And when it when it comes to the different things, I, I I think they they could obviously they could obviously bounce back from this, but I I just don't understand why why that situation needed to be so selfish, on coming from one side and not wanting to put your teammate and and let's say let's 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 play a little hypothetical. Let's say Carlos Vela scores that goal, all the momentum. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. 
It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Shifts is, right? You obviously go scores a goal in the eighth minute because they kept breaking the lines and everything. And then Boanga had like two shots on goal who he couldn't score. And I just think like the momentum just changes for LAFC. Were they awarded one? I don't know. But I know starting off with Carlos Vela getting a goal, how motivated he was to beat Messi and, uh, and enter Miami, right? How we saw him play, um, you know, how you, you – everybody can tell how motivated Carlos Vela is when he plays, right? Like when he plays certain games, you're like, oh, yeah, he's super motivated. He just turns on a little bit more than others. And you can tell, obviously, this game he, he, he was ready and, and wanted to turn it on. But I just think that, that, that pass just kind of – set the tone for the game, at least for me. At least for me, because I kept seeing Danny Boanga just do too much. Yeah, this it's a really interesting point because I think recent, as of recently, that is where Danny Boanga has really improved is not making those uh, selfish decisions and going himself, right? Because he has been the top scorer all season and he's been that guy, but over the past you know five games, he's had an assist in each of those games. He's been, he's been passing it off. Um, He's uh he's had two assists in his last three or th- three assists in his last two games excuse me so it's like he's he's turning into um a provider as well but then he doesn't make it in in the big moment in the big game which is just a really confusing thing to me um I don't know if it's it's the confidence because obviously he's now five games uh consecutive in in league play without a goal which is the first time he's done that since his first five games in MLS so you know. I don't know if there's a confidence thing. I don't know exactly if what you're saying between uh, Vela that he he was very frustrated. Obviously, I'm not sure um, what what the frustration was the last time. I, I think uh, like I don't know what boiled to to have him have that reaction because Vela doesn't normally have that reaction, even if he you know thinks a teammate doesn't make the right decision. You know, I think the last time that we had mm-hmm. that type of reaction out of Vela that I can remember is when Bob Bradley subbed him out. Yeah. Bob Bradley uh, subbed he, him he, out. He, yep. I think he threw down yeah. the armband or something. He, he was very upset about it. Um, yeah. But, you know, that was, you know, two years ago, basically. So... And then that relationship was, yeah, that relationship was never good. You know, that's when I realized. I I don't want to assume that it's that level with Danny Buanga, but I I, I don't think it's like Danny Buanga and Carlos Vela are are the relationships over by any means. But I feel like there's some stuff that's been going on either in games or practices. Carlos Vela is very passive. And I I haven't gotten to know Danny Buanga as a hard as a person. It's hard because he doesn't speak English or Spanish, right? He speaks French. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard because yeah he doesn't speak the he only speaks French and right. But I feel like there's something that's been going on in practice and something's been going on in practice between them two 
this is all assumption because the way Carlos Vela reacted was like, you know, that to kick the kick the shit out of the ball, like waste Kaya and pretty much uh, cuss him out, you know, cuss him out, said the F word and be that is BS and all these different things. Like, I think kicking the ball and it was like natural, nat- natural frustration is was expected, but all the other cuss words and everything like that. Um, I think that w- I think that might have been something boiling up between between them two. I I would assume just from the reaction. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, but I think just from that natural reaction of how he just like let it all out, something must something might might have happened, or it just maybe because he's yeah, that, be messed. that's what you, you hope it is, right? Because you you're gonna you're gonna try and yeah. read into it when there's that type of reaction out of a player on the pitch. Um, Obviously, it was the wrong decision by Bawanga. We all understand that, um, but but the the reaction is still a lot more than you're generally going to see out of Vela. So hopefully, it was just that he was so motivated to beat Messi, um, he wanted to prove that he is that number ten that can still uh, put his name in lights in MLS. But it is it is Messi's league right now, no question about it. Yeah, and I think also too the the quotes that Carlos Vela when he was asked, I think by Katia about playing against Messi. I think he, I, I could tell kind of Vela was a little annoyed by the repeated questions about mm-hmm. Messi and facing him. It was in Spanish and I saw and I, a lot of like less uh, Spanish media really picked it up and I saw it all social media. And obviously Messi fans were were, were like uh, in a way making fun of Carlos Vela because he wasn't showing respect to Messi in a way or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, that this, this, this thing is maybe to keep an eye out between Carlos Vela and Buanga and all these different things because yeah, because if those two guys aren't clicking together, LAFC's not it's not gonna their 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 season, their playoffs hopes are, are gonna be can, very, very short. Can we throw uh, can we throw Mario that. Gonzalez into the that. mix of gelling because because Oh my goodness. I, well yeah, let's talk well let's talk let's talk about him. Let's talk about him because it I I, I I mean look he's oh new. Look look he look he's ahead, new Justin, but the the guy has been ghosting almost every game and i i am as you know geo i am never one to jump on somebody early i'm always one to say give him time give him time i have been impressed with gonzalez's hold-up play i will continue to praise anything i see positively out of him but he, he's not getting a ton of chances the chances that he is getting he's not finishing right uh, the one goal in charlotte um it's it's tough to see he's not really seems to have any relationship yet with the other two uh, attackers, right? And if you believe that those two attackers are then not gelling either, it's a front three that's not gelling. And that, for, for a team yeah. built like LAFC that needs to outscore an opponent, right? That was the plan last night, make no mistake about it. The plan was to outscore Inter-Miami. It wasn't to keep a clean sheet. Um, th- that is not going to work if, you're, if your front three is not gelling. Well, I also think too. It's like um, when it, when when he get, he got here right before Monterrey, mm. right? And this would be what his third game now with yeah. LFC, including that four. that 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 Monterrey game. This would be a third his third game, right? Four, four. Monterrey, fourth fourth game. Okay, let's put a fourth game. I think with new players like 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 Mario Gonzalez, you <clears throat> you're gonna have to give them two months. So let's say July, middle of July, uh, uh, July, September, October. I think by October, he should, in my opinion, if he's going to be the guy, he should be. He shows. He should so show us by October, because I think you, yeah, yeah. So because it takes like it's hard for someone just to click right away. I think 
Buanga kind of did it. Um, Buanga, yeah, Buanga did it last season. Yeah, but there's took, very few players that that do it. Just just in just in MLS in general. Obviously, Messi is Messi. There's a couple other players, but I think when you get adapted to a new league, um, you come into a new country and all these different things. Middle of the season is so hard to do. Um, unless you're a Messi, unless you're one of these top six players, or a Slaton and all these different players, right? I think a Gamaro Gonzalez, I think we have to I will give him to October, but no one no no one like to like to completely like write him off. Because uh yeah, like I think the the hardest thing about Mario is that Vela and Buanga mm-hmm. are aren't clicking. And it, it, it's like you can have Mario not necessarily gel with the team because he's still he's still getting to know the movements. He's still going to know where Carlos Vela likes the ball, how Buanga, how he, he goes on the one on one and where he cuts the ball back. Those are just things that it, yeah. it's going to take time. And it's, it's just going to take time with Mario understanding the certain movements, the cuts. OK, I've seen Vela do this move. All right. And I, when he does this move, I he tends to put the ball here or he cut, you know, what I'm saying like. I, I need to make my run here or just different things. Those yeah, are just like yeah, game yeah. time. Like you can't even think you just, it's it's, just like, those are going to take. So I'll give them like two months, but like that's, but when like, like when Vela and Boanga are gelling, like it just, it just messes the whole thing up for them. So it, it, it's, it's going to be brutal if they, if like I'm saying, if they don't click and you're, and you're going to have to give them yeah. at least two months. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing for me that should be more obvious right now is, is his target man ability because I mean, LAFC was crossing the ball constantly last night, right? They were That's where the one goal came from. That's where they were trying to exploit in a lot of ways um, was crossing the ball into the box, whether that was from a corner or just from open play. But he didn't really make any threats, you know, with his head with from those crosses. He's supposed to be in that area doing that. And I think, you know, we have seen, okay, he notices that he can drop deep when LAC need to hit on the counterattack. He can drop, hold up play, have Denny Boanga come on the overlap, feed him the ball back. And that is is a very attack. You know, that's how uh, Denny Boanga can get on the counterattack uh, very easily and get in behind an um, uh, opponent's defense as he did a couple times against Miami. But... If you can understand that so quickly, I'm struggling to understand why there's there's you know a lag with everything else. Um, I I agree with you though. Like Boanga had didn't score in his first five games for LAFC, right? And then he broke that streak to basically win them the Supporter Shield in Portland. Um, and, and things are only up from there, obviously. So things can turn around quickly uh, if Mario gets maybe some confidence that he needs with a goal or two. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, like I think even to this after the Monterey game, like him starting was was a big shock mm-hmm. for me to just start and get that many minutes uh, on a big game like this. And I think like that, like for him, like he just disappeared in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like he, there was nothing. There's nothing that I can recall he did like that was in, impactful. Um, at yesterday's game, and I and, and I, I think to like for him, it's just like. Right, you you expect more, you want more goals out of him, but I, I just think it's going to take him so much more time, and that's why I that's why I, I feel like I don't want to go back to it. It's like I think people like I think people that wanted Ticho to stay and appreciate and love him, they're gonna they 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 keep saying like we should have kept Ticho and all these different things. The, the all the things that they want from a number nine, Ticho did, and Ticho did it his best and was able to do and was able to put the put put the team on his back. Right now, if Buongo's not doing his thing, I, I just don't see that that hunger or that from from Mario to be like, I got us, right? I, I I can do this, or I can, you know, you you don't see the individual talent 
just yet. But I just I I don't know like usually from strikers you see like oh this guy just took on two or three guys like maybe he's not clicking but that guy individually has that skill to put the team on his back and I haven't seen it from Mario and I don't know if we will because I don't, I don't I'm not sure if he has it because from the from the limited time I I just don't know if he is that and guy, that to me is opinion. gonna be the detriment of Mario Gonzalez at LAFC over the long term is is comparing him constantly to Chicho Arango because I think it is an unfair comparison um just because I think Chicho is a higher level and I I, as you say, we don't have to go back and and harp on it over and over again. But LEC shouldn't have let him go. It wasn't it wasn't a very good decision, and we know the reason really uh, is because he didn't fit the Steve Schrenelow's game model. Right? He didn't play the way that Steve Schrenelow wants. He doesn't do this hold up play. He doesn't move around a lot. He doesn't uh, shift to the wings. He doesn't do these type of things. No, he 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 doesn't press. Right? He, he, but he scores goals, and to me, that is what a striker does. Right? He is. Uh, I think the the fourth highest rate of goals per game in MLS history, uh, minimum 50 games, right? We're talking about one of the greatest goal scorers in MLS history at that point, and you're just letting him go. I, I don't understand that decision. I think it, it would never have made sense. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing that now when you bring in a quality number nine in Mario Gonzalez, but he's just not going to even come close to living up to that level, at least at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it's um. Is it? Is it? Is it? Quick question: Is it? Is it? Do you hear that static noise? Or is it just me? Okay, it's just me. Um, but it, yeah, I think the 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 when when Steve said that about like that, like how he it was weird. I don't I don't recall exactly, but it, valuing the goal scoring goals are just is just hard, right? And I think I think Chicho did that, and Chicho put his team on his back, and I think that it that's just gonna happen with Mario to to to, to be. To be that guy, it's the same thing that when Brian Rodriguez wasn't producing, he's gonna get, he got he got labeled a certain certain way, and it's unfortunate that that's gonna happen to to Mario. But I think look, he's a professional. He's coming here to score goals, and if he doesn't score goals as a number nine as a striker, that is your job. Then then that's on you. But that's also on the coaching staff and also on the recruiting on what they did. And I think also too like part of this kind of like outside of like Mario and all these things, I think also like if we look at the game plan on a couple of things like. I think Steve Strondolo, like, has has had it. Like, I think he owned up to it yesterday about, like, their, their performance. But, like, it also hasn't been good from Steve Strondolo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, there's a couple players, like, the the lineup. I think, like, Murillo should have started. Murillo should have started. If you're going to put Aaron Log, you know, you know, Kalini's not going to go 90 minutes. So, I, I think a couple things like that, putting Mourinho, uh, Murillo, Palacios could have started. Like, there's just a couple different moved that i was like i don't understand like what's going on tillman like i i, is he, I don't know like does he not fit for 90 minutes i've, I've loved i love what i saw from tillman earlier this year uh i know he's kind of like faded from the from the from the starter rotation so there's there was a couple moves that i felt like that definitely i feel like mario should have started but i don't know i don't know his status his situation if he's injured he's not available for 49 minutes but like murillo should always start if he's healthy and then you can pair him up with Aaron Long. To me, Aaron Long has been. He, 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 I don't just don't think he's he's starter worthy. I think he's bench worthy, but I, I don't think Aaron Long should be playing ninety minutes, in my opinion. And I think you saw towards the end when Messi or when Campana got his third goal, like he wasn't able to like you know like the third goal kind of 
was in in his fault in his way because he I think he tried to yeah. chest it down or whatever and it led to the breakaway thing. But I think Mario to me is is the best center back LAFC has. And then well, he's not better than Kylian there. But um, for, if you're gonna play on full ninety minutes, someone's gonna play full ninety minutes. Taking Kylian over any center back in the league. Uh, not I'm not taking Kylian now at LAFC. I'm Maybe Kylian back in the day. But if I want someone to play full 90 minutes from LAFC and I need someone to play and start, I'm taking Murillo to start. And then I'll play Kalini the last 45. Like, I'll <laughs> the last 45 because Kalini he, he, cannot play 90 minutes. I don't know. To, he's, me, he, to I, me, he's shown he can over the past you know month or so. But but regardless, no, I think no. I think over the last month or so also, we've seen that Aaron Long and Giorgio Kalini is Steve Shrundelow's preferred center back pairing, right? Whether... I, I, yeah, I agree that it should be Giorgio Chiellini and Jesus Murillo. I think, obviously, you know, the mistakes that Aaron Log made last night were, were pretty clear, but um, it, it's it's one of those things, right, where he has to make those decisions, and Aaron Long uh, is being paid $1.2 million. He brought him in because they've been wanting him for years, and um, he's the guy that, that's meant to start, really, I, I think, but... It's tough when he is going to say that, you know, individual mistakes, which is fair enough from Aaron Long. Uh, he wants to talk about that, Steve Sherundolo, right, uh, after the game. But then he's also going to say it's his fault for uh, for those performances not coming off. So it definitely goes both ways. And uh, whether Palacios uh, as well was available fully, I don't know exactly. Um, you know, so the, these are decisions. Tillman, we can talk about as well because... It's one where he, when he first got to LAFC, he hit the ground running, right? He didn't need a settling in period, but it seems now after, whether you want to call it after that CCL final or you want to call it after uh, his injury, he, he's definitely been in a slump since. So um, there there are definitely some, some talking points and question marks there. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the biggest one is in agreement with you that it is Jesus Murillo. Um, I, I think should have started over Aaron Long. And I think going forward, it'll be interesting to see because, like I said, it has shown that he, Steve Schrenolo, likes the partnership of Long and Chiellini, um, even though I think the majority of fan base, the uh, majority of the LAFC fan base, excuse me, would disagree with that. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm saying. The, those decisions are clearly on Steve Schrenolo and you know, like for whatever reason, and we've seen this year, Steve Toronto has had very decisions have not that have not gone his way. Um, and it's unfortunate it, this season, you know, it's been a lot tougher on Steve Toronto to make just certain decisions, but it's just like, look, yeah, obviously we don't know what goes on in practice and, you know, who stands out more and all these different things, but clearly we're, we're seeing these game, game ones and we're like, I well, don't know why that guy's starting. And I don't know why, like, you know, like to me, it's like. Well, hold on, let me finish. I, to me, it's like when I when I see Aaron Long, and it's just it's just there's just different things, and also like when they were, when Jordi Alba got that goal, who ended up getting beat? I think Palen Palencia got beat or whoever got beat. I, there's just certain things that I'm just like, oh man, maybe it's maybe it's not just on Steve Sherwin, maybe that's on the players, those goals and those counterattacks, but I think also. Just certain decisions could have been made a little bit better. But look, you are facing Messi. You are facing a, sol a solid team. But LAFC is not like that much lower than Inter Miami. Like you, it's, this is supposed to be a head-to-head. -head. It didn't feel like that. It, it felt like Inter Miami was miles and miles 
ahead of LAFC and LAFC kind of look like a like a novice team. And look, that happens when you you're facing the the greatest player ever. But like, it, it shouldn't be that big of a distinction when Nashville just showed you like, hey, you can really frustrate him. You can really bump him. This is how you have to play Messi and these different things. You know, it. it I think the formula is there, and I just don't think LAFC was able to necessarily uh, capitalize on it because they really didn't knock or hit Messi like the way Nashville did. You know, maybe maybe Nashville already had that experience. You know, they already had that. Some of the players already had that starstruck experience that first game, that first go around, and they got to play them again. And typically, you are better when you play a game twice, especially within within a month or within a couple of weeks, like Nashville did. And I feel like LAFC could have just been if they would have been a little bit more physical on Messi, would have hit him a little bit more, like clean tackles. But you're 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 aggressive. I didn't see that from LAFC, and I and I kind of I feel like that kind of falls down on the players, but also Steve Sharon. Like sometimes you do got to play a little. Not so clean to put it to put it straight up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to injure the player, but you gotta you gotta make make him make sure he's felt. You know, uh, even if if it's the greatest player, you got you got to rough him up. And I just feel like LFC never did that. To yeah, me. and I think to me it goes back to another th- another piece for me, which is just that last year the main praise for Steve Sherlandolo was what right his second half adjustments. Right, he continually made whether it was tactical personnel, etc. He would change the game in the second half. LAFC would score way more goals. They would come back. They would beat teams. They would gain points throughout second halves throughout the season. That's how they uh, won the Supporters Shield and eventually MLS Cup. But this season, that has not been the case. Outside of you know the first five games of the season, maybe uh, it it has been extremely difficult. And I think, uh, Josh Gross asked Ilya yesterday why that is. Um, and you know, Ilya said one thing is that obviously teams want to take their best shot at LAFC and these type of things. But I think the question marks need to be asked about, uh, about why that's happening, because there has to be more reasoning than just, well, teams are trying a little bit harder against us. No, it, it has to be more than that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's definitely more than that. And I think also the they're just not as they're not as deep as they were last year, right? They had like Bell, they had uh, Teo, and all these different things. But like, still, like I, I just feel like obviously the roster is not as deep. But at the same time, I think the certain coaching decisions aren't aren't as um they're not as as they're not as good as they were last year, right? And like, like every year you it's, it's different, but. Yeah, you. It, it's it's interesting to see the the drop of of, of Steve Sherondolo's and his uh, you know, coaching decisions this year because it, it hasn't been as in sync as we've seen it. We've seen the best of Sherondo mm-hmm. in, that, in that first year, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think right now with with LFC with the, the the type of year, look, they they're still towards the top. Obviously, they're still gonna make a a, a significant playoff run, but I just think. The way the season's, the way this momentum momentum starting to go with them, it, it, it's it's weird, and I, I don't I don't think any, I don't know if if, if I feel as strong uh, on LAFC as I did this, at the start oh, of, the, of the year. Now I, I just don't think I don't I don't think anybody feels as strong as definitely LAFC not. Anymore. And I think it's key to me what you just said is well, they're obviously going to make a significant playoff run. Well, is that obvious anymore? Because they are seven points back. Of, of first place in the Western Conference in third place now, right? But they are much closer to eighth place, four points above that only, 
right? It, it is that tight in the Western Conference. So if LAFC doesn't go into Portland on turf where they're probably not going to have Chiellini and pick up some points on the road, break this streak, then they got to uh, come home, play an El Trafico against get a very motivated Galaxy who will be trying to make playoffs themselves, right? They have uh, Campeones Cup coming up. They have uh, and then a huge matchup with St. Louis that's going to be very, very uh, important in this race. So um, Salt Lake coming up in about a month as well. So it's like these these games coming up are going to be very, very big in terms of how LAFC can place themselves going into that playoffs because, yes, you assume they'll make playoffs, obviously, but whether they can finish in that upper echelon still is now a question mark to me um, because if they don't keep up the pace, then the rest of the teams in the Western Conference are going to want to hunt them down. Yeah. And look, in that game against the Galaxy, you know the Galaxy is going to bring it. And obviously the last game of the Galaxy obviously got beat them, right, at the Rose Bowl. So that's going to be another not easy game. And I think, you know, I think that will also tell us more about this team and the, and the, and the tough, you know, tough road ahead, what they potentially have here come MLS playoffs time. But look, Justin, I think we definitely got a lot. We definitely covered um, everything. Look, I think also it was, it was cool, like, you know, just, just to kind of finish up. Just to see where the league has grown, being able to see obviously Messi and all these different things, and where potentially we see LAFC. And I think we, I think I, de I definitely have think we should keep an eye on what Messi. I mean Messi with El Carlos Vela and Buanga in that pairing, and how how that goes, and also too if if Steve Shrono can get these guys grooving again because you know it's a, it's a lot of stop and go. It's a lot of like you get a win. You lose, you know. So they need they need to finish strong towards the end of the season. Because if not, if it's if it's a lot of back and forth, you know, then it's gonna be a, like you said, it's gonna potentially gonna be a toss up, and they may not have that deep of a run yep, this year. Absolutely. I mean, th those questions definitely need to be asked about LAFC. But as far as the night, yeah, it's good to keep that perspective on how how incredible that night was. If you were there. Um, congratulations for for being there to experience it and if not hopefully you will also get a, a chance in the next year or two to witness Messi in person because hopefully he will not be leaving anytime soon um, it will be uh, yeah it's it's a privilege and we're both uh, very lucky to have been there yeah so at that with that guys that wraps things that wrap things up for Justin's this is Jill we'll catch you guys next time bye everybody